0: What are you doing for Halloween week? If you're an adult, I'm sure you celebrated this weekend already. But for the kids, we have haunted houses. In Kodenge the haunted house will be at 6767 Codenage Street from 4:30 to 6:30. In NDG we have the haunted house at Walkley Center from 5 to 9. How many times did I say haunted house? Start the pod.
1: Hi,
2: my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Calful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG.
0: Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Code NDG, and welcome to The Dep.
2: The Depp, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood.
0: Welcome to The Dep.
2: Hi. Hi. So, um, my name is Lynn Worrell, and we are at the dep and I'm here with
0: Carl Thomas,
2: and we are very lucky to have our next guest from our partner organization,
1: Carrefour Jeunesse Emploi de Notre Dame de Grâce. Hello, my name is Anne Dupont-Huot, and I am a youth worker at the CJE. Hi,
0: yeah
1: Hello. Welcome to <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nice.
1: Um
2: so I have the privilege of working with her a lot and I get mm. to see her work side by side which I sometimes think is really a special thing. Like I go home, I see my friends and there's like a whole part of my life that they don't know because they're not working with me. So there's something really special about your coworkers. Nice. And then when you see them side by side so if I can just describe one word, it's thorough. She follows up. She oh, types wow. fast. Oh look thorough. at her! i make making her blush right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I work. Um, actually, work under two mandates, but one is uh, full time. So I am an intervenant, so a youth worker for the program called Départ à Neuf, Mm -hmm. and I forget the name we gave it in English. Jeune? No, it's a... Start new? New, fresh start something fresh start, like that
0: fresh beginnings uh, fresh uh, i
1: will look it up on our new website that should be uh, happening in december <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um so we are two counselors who work um we have a specific approach because we don't work necessarily on one-on-one and upon appointment we work with a group that come in three days a week okay for youth that um are most most of the time are like isolated socially, financially, um, who don't have a very big circle around them, Mm -hmm. uh, family and friends, um, and who are wanting to move forward, but are kind of stuck. So not knowing what next step to take. Oftentimes the youth who have very low education, like no high school diploma, um, and have little to no work experience so they're kind of they feel a bit stuck so they come to the cje oftentimes just thinking they need to find a job get off the welfare um, and so through screening uh, and having a few meetings with them well we determined that it'd be good for them to be with us three days a week because it gives them a routine a structure and we help them organize more things than just doing job search we're not supposed to be necessarily dealing with people that don't have like uh, IDs or don't have addresses, but when we see that they have the potential and that they're willing... You don't
2: need we'll, them
1: hanging. Yeah, of course. We'll, okay. we'll, um, we'll, we'll accompany them throughout those steps, but they have to be done pretty quickly because we do need to work with people that are supposed to be able to integrate the job market. Okay. We normally have a six-month window period, but that varies depending on the case. And then if we see that someone is... Quote unquote, too far from the job market. Then we work with Lynn, who uh, does autonomy and school perseverance. And hey so Lynn, she that's you, that's me, by the way. <laughs> so she helps them more. I like how she says it. She like helps them stabilize mm-hmm. and so that they don't feel they're like, mm-hmm. um, they're I have the word in French right now. <laughs> so go ahead, <laughs> that you're not like you're not drowning. And so, um, by stabilizing, once they're they're more. Organize them they can integrate into our group. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it That probably makes me a really bad listener um, <laughs> Do they get paid?
1: Yes, okay, but did you mention it? No, I didn't <laughs> ah, I'm not a bad
0: listener. <laughs> So
1: Here's the thing is the program that we run is called our service d'aide à l'emploi. so it's to help people getting to work and the government Uh, recognizes that for some people it's tougher because they come Mm -hmm. from further and so they want to recognize the effort that someone puts into mobilizing into changing their situation and so they do get paid it's not much and we're not the ones in control of that pay okay so the person has to demonstrate that they have no income or they're on welfare And then it's up to emploi Quebec to determine if they will release the funds. And there's a maximum of two hundred and sixty-three dollars per month that they can get. Okay. So it's not that much, considering that they're with us three days a week, but it can make a difference. Like for for most of the people who are on welfare, I think, I don't forget, it's 647, what's welfare again? Yeah, something like that for a single person. Yeah, for a single person. So that makes a pretty big difference. And uh, that money is for them to determine what they want to do with it. It's highly recommended that they they use it towards getting back to school or work. So that what that means is uh, a bus pass, get him some appropriate clothing. Mm -hmm. But then after that, people all have their own priorities and they get to determine what's more important for them. But, um, like, if I just be a little frank, like, 640,
2: 640. I think it's 640. I'm not sure. 647. 647. 647 a month is, like, I don't know any rent that exists that is that cost for you to live on your own. So sometimes this top-up is actually... To get a little more closer to survival,
1: yeah, it's not really it's not really a boost. <laughs> it's like closer to survival. That's why, like, when we sign up the documents from the the government and like, well, I mean, I'm not the one who signs them. It's our director because we, the government, will give us the funds to give this service to the participants. Um, it's said like this is supposed to be money that goes towards job search, that goes towards you uh, being able to get around by STM. But um, they're not that, like, they don't follow up on how people are using their money. Mm-hmm. And it's literally like a direct deposit in their bank account mm-hmm. because I think that's somewhere they understand that 647 is nowhere near enough survival. Mm-hmm. And that's on top of using, like, um, using uh, food banks and mm-hmm. trying to trying to have friends around you that can support you. Mm-hmm. But what we see a lot is that our participants are very isolated, so they're on their own,
2: mm-hmm. really. I just think that um, okay. So you were talking about not having friends um, mm-hmm. to necessarily always help you. So what? How do you see yourself as when a client comes to see you? You, they become. You become part of their network, yes. part of their réseau. Yes. Yes. So how? do you see as someone who is helpful who contributes to their network who becomes like a positive adult role model mm-hmm. how
1: do you see the impacts of that well it's funny that you say positive role model because it happened I think a, f- a few months ago is I had a, a young adult he's 28 or 29 and he literally told me he said you're the only person in my life that I've seen succeed oh wow and so I was like I mean I-, I work I don't do that you know that big of a job, and a whole bunch of other people. No, you help. do. You make
0: no, a difference. No, but
1: it's it's not necessarily. The question isn't necessarily if what I do. It's more this person is surrounded by people that he considers all to be failures. Mm.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay. See. Yeah, that's more seeing because. Seeing from that perspective. Yes. Yeah. It?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do great. I do work and mm-hmm. da da da. But it's this person. So he has no role model around him of someone that's succeeded. Mm -hmm. And I was really surprised when I heard that because success can take so many different forms. Of course. Um, And maybe that person does have success around him, but he just doesn't see it or it's not portrayed the way that he would think it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, sorry, just to get back to your question of um, The the impact. Well, I think the role that I can have or my coworker, we can have is just we give them stability and we are... People, like, they know that they can call and we'll be there. They know that they can come to the office and we're going to be there. We have consistency. Whereas some of these people, you can see that they have have a lack of trusting other people. They've had a lot of deception in their life around um, different workers or different situations with their family or with their support system. And so when they know that they can walk through the office and we're there, they can call, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get back to them. I I've, I've been sensing a sense of um like security. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So that's wow. one impact that
2: I can and, see. And and also like so the design of the program is three times a week from 10 to 3 from Wednesday to Friday yeah. and a minimum sign up which means if you get a job before this then you don't stay but but the minimum of 6 months.
1: So you know like when you Well, it's to, a minimum. I mean, like I said, well like you said is the person, we can sign them up for six months, and then if they get to school or they they start working, then we have to end their participation yeah. at that point. Yeah, like, yeah, we've yeah. had sure. someone that stayed for two days because they got a job. We're very happy for yeah. them. Okay. <laughs> okay,
2: that's
1: okay. That um, yeah, that happens. But these are normally people that are already mobilized, mm-hmm. you know, and they just need that little extra push, mm-hmm. and sometimes that happens quickly, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, But you were just going to say, because it's not necessarily everyone that stays the yeah, six yeah. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah just to what's the rest of your question so, sorry I it's just like
2: <laughs> so like you know when you grow up you go to school and you go to school probably from kindergarten to 16 maybe you mm-hmm. know and then you go to school five days a week so there's this there's this time that you are there for like 10 months out of the year mm-hmm. so a teacher sees its students like on their good days and their bad days mm-hmm. and then after if you're not in school and if you're not working there isn't like a place outside of your family or your living situation um, that sees you on your good days or on your bad days mm-hmm. and like like um, the service it being three days a week and it being like up to six months or maybe a little more mm-hmm. maybe a little less like how do you like how do you see the impact of just the, the routine and the consistency Hey,
0: this podcast is brought to you by Prevention, Codinej, and DG. Don't forget to subscribe to The Debt Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud.
2: The program is three days a week for approximately six months. Um, It's a unique service for people who are older than 18 um, because there isn't many services um, that have a chance to kind of see people on their la vie quotidienne, Mm -hmm. like in their everyday life. So what privileges do you like see in the position of you having an opportunity to see this um, to see people on their everyday
1: well, life? Well like it's a very particular service I don't know of any other type of program other than like insertion programs for people that want to get back to work or that are trying to reintegrate school um, because we see young adults young adults who are not in school and not working I don't know of any other organization or group that houses that type of clientele together on a regular basis so the privileges is more I think I mean a privilege is it a privilege it's just like having more knowledge about what what can happen if you're not in school or you're not working what does that look like mm. mm-hmm. it's a lot of depression mental health issues a lot of um disorganization so that's why, is it a privilege? Not like, it's more of understanding and of yeah. learning. It's not like, mm-hmm.
0: it's so not mean, happy
1: every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we do see people grow. We see them grow a lot and we see them fall. And we just have to make sure that we're there if they want to come back in.
0: And speaking of coming back in, you you spoke about having a safety net in Lynn Um mm-hmm. So Lynn, you you would be the person that, in case that they do fall fall out, you try to get them back into the mm-hmm. program.
2: Yeah, you're
0: like the first,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like the first door they walk in mm-hmm. to you, and then they you tell them if they're ready or not, or what they're missing mm-hmm. to be eligible for the program, and then you transfer it to Anne.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. So. Um, this mandate that you're talking about is autonomy. And so the goal is in the name. It's like the goal is to get people a little more autonomous and independent. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm here to try to stabilize people. Um, You know, six, 50, yeah six forty seven? Six forty seven. I think yeah. so. But... Six forty seven. Around that number. <laughs> Around six fifty. It doesn't pay the rent and it doesn't pay a phone bill. And you definitely need a phone number for sure. to get a phone call. So um, I'm I, I see a lot of people who have internalized a lot of shame and guilt for being in the position mm-hmm. that they're in. And um, Like my bottom line is that I feel like Canada is way too wealthy of a country to tolerate poverty. And so I don't see, I don't think that it's up to the individual. I think Canada has a responsibility to ensure that everyone has enough to survive. survive. Um, And no one chooses the family that they're born into. Mm -hmm. No one has that choice. So uh, there's... There And it's important to know the difference between your circumstances and what you as an individual has to do. Unfortunately, no matter what your circumstance is, the individual has to take responsibility mm-hmm, to do action. something about it, has to put mm-hmm. themselves in action, whether it's fair or not. But it's good to know the difference between circumstances and your individual power so you don't feel so guilty and so shameful about your situation. And, and I think politicians... For them to just like no decision maker in this government can live off of six hundred and fifty dollars a month. We know that, right, guys? We know that. Yeah. Like when we say six hundred and fifty, like it's like an imaginable number. I I I challenge any viewer, listener, to like live off of six hundred and fifty dollars.
0: So. And can you give me a description of, let's say, your average client without, let's say going into the negative aspect of it? But give me a description of, I don't know your
1: a typical client. yeah, a typical client. A typical client is like twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, and they normally come in and sign up in the fall because the win- the summer's winter's done, coming. winter's coming. And then people around them, if they do have people around them, have started going back to school or, Mm. you know, summer jobs are over. Um, They most typically don't have their high school diploma, but they're missing like one or two credits. Okay. Um, In NDG, well, most of them are Anglophone. um, And uh, they have a very small support system around them, I would say. What I mean by that is they might have one parent, might, um, and then the friends that they have around them, if they have them, are in similar situations.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and so getting out of their situation is tough because they don't necessarily have a good example. Um, and they're people that very openly will say that they need help to organize they need help to be on time
0: Yeah. that
1: they have a hard they'll time they'll be honest about it most of them will be honest because well i i ask them to be honest because i'm gonna know the next day if they're on time or yeah, not for sure. <laughs> so um most of them have have an easy way to address they they can they can name their defaults but they have a hard time naming their qualities oh mm. wow yeah so um that's
0: is it it up to you after a while to be like listen you're actually pretty good at this or that yeah but
1: the best way for that to go through is have they have to uh, have accomplished something and that can be as minimal as sending an email um to someone with an with an attached file for them to understand well you 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 just did that so you can't really tell me that you're that you suck with computers, that you can't write anything, or Mm -hmm. that uh, you don't know anything about technology. Because they're very easy on downing themselves. Mm -hmm. But then when you want to confront them with something positive, it's always better when there's an example of something
0: you saw them do. Mm. Okay. So you're really there to to also not only help them get back to, let's say, school, job, or whatever they're into for self-esteem, and for the long-term self-concept mm-hmm. correct
1: yeah yeah okay um i mean we're not trained therapists we're not social mm-hmm. workers but uh we're we have a good experience in community and working with um, young adults or teenagers and so that kind of dynamic comes from the experience i would say but it's not necessarily in our mandate to do so it's just that you realize pretty quickly that you need to boost confidence in order for them to move forward.
0: Definitely. Because they
1: won't go to a job interview. They won't show up at uh, a counseling meeting. They won't uh, go visit a school for one day if they don't feel that they can do the next step. Yeah. So working around the confidence is really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think confidence is a huge obstacle to employment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh. um,
2: How would you describe your approach and not
1: at the CGE. Yeah, like what's your style with... Um, um, So it kind of depends on the days. <laughs> oh, okay. It, well, I mean, I, I, I work in a certain way, of course, yeah. but then depending on my level of energy, I will go more in. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is I, I will like really open the door to like, all right, what's going on today? I'm really open for anything, whereas some days I have to restructure because I'm not able to take everything in. Um, but I have a very, I feel like a warm and welcoming approach in the fact that when someone walks through the door and they're willing to change, I'm ready to sit down with you and talk about that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but then I'm very structured in the way that I, that I won't help people move forward. So Lynn was saying that at the beginning, I follow through. When people are telling me, I want to do this, I want to do my high school credit, I'm like, well, I'll be on you about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm really like thorough about making sure that if people have goals, well, they're taking the appropriate steps. And if they don't know how to take them, then I'm there to help them. So,
2: say I want you want to finish high school, or you need to get this done. You have to meet for an appointment. Um, if you don't have a big, like basin, a big network of positive adult role models, it's easy for young people to not be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and people just are sort of like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. You want to do that? Yeah. And and sometimes the adults that are around them, it's not even that they're not bad role models. They also don't have resources. Resources isn't, isn't
1: just like things. It's also knowledge and mm-hmm. knowing how to. But that's also where the fact that they come in three days a week helps a lot because mm-hmm. we have follow up with them every day Mm -hmm. and uh if they said they were supposed to do something after programming and they come the next day they didn't do it well you didn't do it so in the end you're the one who's stuck Mm -hmm. now if there's reasons behind what why you didn't do it well let's work on them Mm -hmm. but it's you know moving forward is tough Mm -hmm. it's tough for them and especially when like i said they're 23 24 so they're like Ugh, i should finish my high school but i'm really not motivated but it's a good time I could go to university, so that can encourage me into finishing high school. Yeah. Okay. So basically, if you get into this program, a person like Anne,
2: she's in your court. Yes. She's the negotiator. She does the appui sur le un, appui sur le deux, appui sur le trois. She's that person behind the phone <laughs> doing it for you. <laughs> this matrix of bureaucracy, she gots you. I like that. Okay, That's I'll, a good I'll way it. to wrap the up. Uh, it's true no. though. I do
1: do that a lot. Okay. And I never lose patience. Well, I I do, but not in front of you. Well, you know what my
2: coping mechanism? I'm starting to be a role model on how to like you know jam out to the elevator music mm. of like. Yeah, you, you have you a closed office. I yeah. don't. So, so again,
1: I, I got it hooked to my ear. <laughs> the whole
0: time. Oh so my
2: when you're on God. hold wow. and it goes you see me behind my desk I'm like oh you know <laughs> taking it in because you need to ride the wave of impatience you need to ride the wave of discouragement you have gotta, you to like, traffic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, traffic no traffic you know what you know what everyone is doing in traffic everyone is going somewhere okay that's the common ground you gotta bring it back to we're just people trying to go somewhere oh my God, I like dude. that
0: Got you. Well, I I guess we could move on about like what got her to Mm. to working in the community,
1: Mm, like just in the community or specifically in N. D. G. Okay. Well, I actually studied at Lucam in a program that's called Sexology. Okay. And within that program, we had a one-year internship to you know put practice in the field of sexual education, and um, I decided. Well, I got i had to pass an interview and everything but i applied to um an internship at, at head and hands which is a partner organization of uh, the cje and i think prev and works we, with, we, the we we work yeah. with them yeah, yeah. okay and,
2: yeah. and and the table the table yeah
1: so i um that's how i found out more about ndg because well it's a community organization that's been around for oh my god
2: more than 40 years oh actually approaching
1: 50 i think really okay that's why i was like i don't want to say something is there a celebration
0: coming up soon i
2: think like i just remember in 2009 it was their 40th or something okay so it's coming to yeah so it's more than 45 years
1: so um i had an internship there for the sense project with which is the peer sexual education uh, program that they offer in schools and community centers for a whole year. Basically, I developed some sex ed workshops, would give them into schools in French and English. Um, And then that also got me to knowing more about the community organizations that worked with them. Mm -hmm. And there is the front desk that's very important at Head & Hands where you do a lot of referral and give a lot of information about different services in the community. And I had to work the front desk for a couple of Times and so that got me to know more about the different organizations that were around. Did you no, did you learn about CJE while you were
2: working? He,
1: yes, I'm not from Montreal, and okay. when I moved, I really moved for school, and I'm francophone, so I lived more in the east side. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I started knowing about, uh, well, when I started working at head, well, interning at Head and Hands, that's where I got to see. Oh, there's a lot of community organizations that work head in hands, uh, hand in hand. Ah. Um, and uh, yeah, you that. <laughs> And so that's where I, I saw how that can help people like on the spot. And I think that's really what I found was key is that, you know, CLSC or going to doctors, it takes forever. But then when you realize that there's organizations that work frontline with people and yeah. that can help on the spot. Um, that's where I thought that it'd be important to take action. So doing community work. So for instance, this is what I do. It's like when people are not doing well and they're in my program, I'm there. That's I awesome. can't turn them away and tell yeah. them to go to the CLSC or I'll see you next week, you know? Mm-hmm. So having frontline work, I saw the impact of it and I thought that it makes a difference. Uh, um, yeah. Can we wrap it up. Yeah. That's good. That was good. Any final thoughts? Mm-hmm. Any like, you want well, to
0: close it out with like a... Well,
1: I want to thank uh, you for having me and be interested cool. in the type of work that I do. For sure. And uh, hopefully if someone hears this and wants some help, well, the CJE's there.
0: Nice. Where can they reach you?
1: Oh, I have to give my phone number?
0: No, no. Well, you're, you're the address of the CJE. <laughs> yeah, so well.
1: um, <laughs> this, you want my phone number? But uh, <laughs> your work number. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, we are located on 6370 Sherbrooke West. So basically, we're um, a few blocks away from Cavendish and Sherbrooke, which is like a pretty big intersection, right next to Pizza Pizza. And um, you can reach me at 514-482-6665, extension 207.
2: Cool. You can just rewind it to hear
1: it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. this is a podcast. <laughs> All right, and uh, See you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I don't
0: know why I wait.
2: I get banana popsicles at the Depaneur.